You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. In a world of corona mania, the streets are empty. It's 7 a.m. As you head to the grocery store, you arrive and shit. There's a lineup. You wait to 7.10 so that the line just of people head in. You navigate the grocery aisle, everybody keeping their social distance. But then you hear a cough. And everybody rises for the door and it's mania. In all of your horror, you're like, shit, I forgot the toilet paper. Welcome to the second episode of the Corona Lockdown uh, series we're doing, because um, we have nothing better to do. Today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is fitness. And and it seems sort of apropos, you can't do anything, you can't travel, we're mm-hmm. not supposed to, you know, I'm looking at it as an opportunity, um, and everybody should, to get in even better shape. Yeah, that whole excuse of, I don't have time for fitness, because I got to do things, I drive my kids around, da 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 that's out the window. Yeah. So what do you, what's your choice, guys? Do you want to be out of shape, heavier, because you've been eating potato chips and sitting on the couch watching whatever throughout this whole uh, self-isolation? Or do you want to come out jack? Yeah. Like if you, and that was sort of one of the things that we were talking about, like, you know, when we were coming up with the ideas for this episode, is in a weird way, we're kind of imprisoned, right? And if you look at prisoners, they've got nothing better to do. Um, so they end up jacked, right? Because they train their ass off. That's all they do. Yeah. Right. Doing pull-ups on the bars and you know push-ups and burpees and you see a lot. And they get creative. They don't have weights. We're gonna talk about the specifics of that Mm -hmm. first. I think it comes into just the overall uh, benefits of of getting in better shape. Totally. Um, because first off, like obviously most of our audience are outdoorsy. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you've got that climbing project, right, um, if you've got that hiking trip, whatever it is you want to do, um, this year, so maybe they got bumped at like, you know, our climbing trip got bumped totally. um, probably till the fall. Hopefully. Um, we're running into the thing where I'm, or at least myself, I'm looking at it as like, oh, okay, when we do get to go, we're going to be way better shape. Yeah. Totally. We have more time. Um, because our first New Year's, re- or, or not New Year's, but our first resolution <laughs> to lose weight didn't work out so well. Yeah, we went down a little bit. We did, actually. You know, we but, did. but it, you know, it's one we of those stronger. things. stronger. Yeah, and we're, we're quite a bit fitter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I sort of look at, like, the, the getting leaner thing. If you do it too quickly, you lose a bunch of muscle. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, yeah. Whereas this, as far as, y- basically, there's not a lot else to really concern yourself with Mm -hmm. right um you know obviously we got the day-to-day shit but it's like the normal uh things that typically interfere especially you know if you're like a uh 30 to 50 year old uh you've got family and kids and job and all these things Mm -hmm. um well you're not taking your kid to hockey yep well at least that doesn't apply to that's for our canadian listeners um football for your you know and whatever our american friends do um uh and then 
So you're not, you know, chauffeuring your kids everywhere. Uh, you're not commuting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. That's huge. Because um, yeah. really, like, you work not in town, but... Yeah, I got a 20-minute drive. Yeah. And ever since I've been working from home this past week, every morning I've gone for a 45-minute hike. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I roll out of bed, put on my weighted vest, go. Fasted hike, right? So it supports that whole weight loss thing, conditioning, right? And um, it's a great way to start the day from a mental perspective. Yeah, you know? like you're already starting off with a win. Yep, um, sure are. And and your mood, like when you exercise, it improves your mood. Yeah. It helps you deal with stress. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're working from home, it's very easy to get sucked into the vortex and not leave your desk, not even eat. That's a very big problem. So you almost have to have an egg timer to remind you. So if you at least get your four or 5,000 steps in a day to start, great start to the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, this is sort of what I'm looking at because at work, because I'm not working from home because I work in the publics, um, we've shortened our hours. Uh, so we went from being open at 10 to 9 p.m. at night during mm-hmm. the week. Mm-hmm. Now we're open from noon, noon to 6. Right. Um, so I have plenty of time in the morning and then, so I basically now I'm doing the thing of conditioning in the morning. So most of it is just, um, hikes, but, uh, a couple of times a week, uh, I'm going out to a park that's got a hill and I'm just doing hill sprints, Mm -hmm. right? I walk out to the park, uh, you know, my first few times will be a jog up the hill. Mm-hmm. progressively getting faster and then a good recovery in between just walk back down and just keep walking till yeah. your heart rate's back at a reasonable rate yeah um and then sprint mm-hmm. so y- you end up with sort of top end conditioning like the the top end of your energy output yeah and then low end um you know of, of walking and hiking uh and great for burning body fat great for conditioning and health uh and you don't need anything. Yeah. So that's one great example of how you can make it work with using just your surroundings and maintaining the social distance. Yeah. Right. But let's take it back for a bit. Let's let's talk about when you look at fitness, right? What are the different areas of fitness that you want to work on? Like there's strength training, there's conditioning. And right? mobility. Mobility. And I would say there's also recovery. Um, and I never appreciated that, but in particular, like if I've got really tight muscles post recovery, it tends to affect my knees because I've got injuries there. And I find that rolling it out with a foam roller, uh, having you massage it, hot bath, whatever it takes, or stretching it out makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I kind of think uh, there's the three facets of fitness to work on, which is strength conditioning mobility mm-hmm. and they kind of interrelate because you can't get strong if you can't get into the position right so you're not mobility. mobile enough, you're yeah. not mobile enough um and if you don't have enough conditioning then you can't do enough strength work right like as you increase the um, the volume oh yeah of work. that's like me doing my goblet squat and i'm like and you're like is your why'd you stop i'm are your legs burning i'm like no um, no I'm, I'm like waving at my chest it's, it's all up here <laughs> it's like you're out of breath <laughs> i'm like Oh, <laughs> um, which, by the way, is cleared up with yeah. my cycling regimen. Yeah. Um, but you run into that thing where, where they all are interconnected, right? It's the same thing. If you don't have enough strength, um, then 
basically conditioning work is more demanding than it should be. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's building all of them together. You know, what was really cool. It was when I got on my bike after a year of working out with you because we've been working out for almost over three years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Time flies. And um, I used to ride out in the country and go up this hill and be winded as shit. Sometimes I had to stop. And it was the first time I had gone out riding again, having strength trained a whole season with you. Right. Um, easy. Went up that hill. Did it easy and I'm like wow because you're stronger so yeah, each yeah. pedal stroke doesn't take as much out of you so I never realized the benefits of that and for people who are a little bit newer at this there's newbie gains yep big gains that and you know what make, she, will make anybody and, else jealous. and what she's saying is like if you're new to something you're a newbie because she sort of said it as one word newbie gains um and then gains. And so what it means is like anytime you subject yourself to a new stimulus right so if you haven't been training Mm-hmm. When you start training, you will make your fastest progress because um, it's not that the the muscle cells are growing faster than it would be, you know, two years down the road. Mm-hmm. It's neurological. That's um, cool. To, yeah, definitely right? talk about that. Uh, because your body goes, I don't know what I'm doing, but the neurological system adapts quickly, so you get stronger quickly. Um, the aerobic system um, adapts quickly. Yeah. Um, so you can see big changes in two or three weeks. Uh, so all of a sudden, stuff that, you know, just like left you gassed, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad anymore. Yeah, that was a real eye opener for me. Um, I had not realized there was such a thing as your muscles just aren't waking up. You know, they're not used to being worked in this way. So let's let's make sure that happens. Right. And so there were tests that my physiotherapist would do. I'd be lying on my stomach and lifting my leg up and she'd try and push it down. And where it was clear by you should be able to push her hand down or, or, or posing the force, um, I couldn't. And, and But then by her doing a few things of pressure, massage or activation, like having me do an exercise to wake up that muscle and it was very specific and mm-hmm. targeted towards it, you do the test again and it was just amazing. Um, and I would say... That is that is really significant. So, um, you know, right now it might be a challenge to go see a physiotherapist to check out those things, but that's something that definitely worthwhile to do. You, I actually did with Allison Gaudet. We actually we had her on one of our podcasts um, on injury uh, rehab and prevention, and we talked about how I spent an hour with her. She did a body comp analysis where she had me. Uh, she analyzed my body in four quadrants um, for strength, mobility, and I think flexibility. Um, and she identified my weak areas. A lot of things I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. So then, I've, so then she gave me some exercises to clean up the basics. You know, a lot of one-legged things. It's very clear on my right leg. I can't actually, you know, one-legged. You can't straighten your leg. I can't straighten my leg under load. Like bend over and come up. It just pops. So it's, it's a, you know, raising my, myself one-legged up a stair and down, up and down, right? That is really hard for me. My left leg, no problem. So, you know, the things that you often don't like because you're not good at, guess what? You should be working on those. So we, we talked about, you know, sort of the triangle. Yes. Um, and, you know, which is strength, conditioning, mobility. Um, you don't need to overcomplicate it, people, right? So, uh, and then... You know, you only make progress when you recover, um, which is mm-hmm. the point you were making. Um, and recovery can be things are tight because, like, when you train, things 
shorten a muscle shorten they get tighter so uh whether it's breaking it up like a massage gun actual massage like because we've got like a tim tam that beats the fuck out of you yeah Uh, it's great and and then you know regular stretching yeah you keep in mind you want to stretch after you've warmed up so ideally after a workout is the best time yeah basically before a workout you warm up Mm-hmm. Um, and that's whether it's conditioning work. If you're going for a walk, who gives a shit? But um, if you were doing anything more demanding, then what you want to do is gradually like get your body temperature up, right? So gradually picking up the pace. Mm-hmm. So uh, just as a, a, a way, you know, I might do, if I'm doing a workout indoors um, to warm up, I'll just step up and down the stairs. Yeah right? You want to get your core body temperature up, right? It starts getting blood moving through the body. Um, And then uh, basically you want to mobilize, um, which is not stretching, but it's moving through, like dynamically moving through bigger and bigger ranges of motion. Um, so that, that leads to a bit of a stretch or well, yeah, like there yeah. at the end point, there's a stretch, but you're not just statically stretching and holding. No. Right. You're moving through it because you're about to do movement. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the difference between flexibility, which is how far you can, you know, reach and mobility, which is how far you can move mm-hmm. under control. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you do mobility before. And stretching afterwards, mm, right? Okay, um, because yeah. you want to move into those positions. So a lot of times, say say if you're going to do anything with legs, yeah, right. What do you do? We we, you know, after like five minutes of you know light cardio to get your body warmed up, mm-hmm. um, I'll do things like the um, four way lunge. Yep. Right, which is you take a lunge forward and then come back to standing. A lunge sideways and come back to the middle. A lunge back on 45 degrees and come back to the middle. And a lunge back. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you do like five reps aside mm-hmm. in each of the planes, right. you really start to open up the hips. Yeah. Um, and you're getting the knees moving and the ankles moving. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. you're, you're helping with blood flow. Yeah. Um, but you're also running into the thing where you're moving in a bigger and bigger ranges of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the squat. Mm-hmm. You just gradually work deeper and deeper and open up those hips. Especially if it's, you know, something that you're going to do next, yeah. right? You want to warm up to that and you can do reps of that at lighter loads. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to do is, um, and it's very common with climbers, is that you swing your leg back and forth. And I do about 30 of those on each side. That really gets you warmed up and you try and do it with control. Mm-hmm. Um, then I like to do some squats um, because I need to wake up my medial glutes. Um, I take a band, I lie on my side and um, I raise my leg, hold it up for 10 seconds down, 10 seconds down. I do 10, uh, four, uh, well, one round of uh, 10 um, and I do glute bridges, 50 of those with the band. I find that really warms me up uh, and it wakes up those muscles. That's why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, um, I, I might just move around just my hips cause I find that my piriformis is tight. Um, you know, do the deep squats and then I'm ready to go. Yeah. And, and like if you're training upper body, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a big fan and we'll talk about sort of the specifics of bands, 
Um, but basically the big loop stretchy rubber bands. Um, I'll do band pull-aparts, which are kind of like a rear delt. Like if you had dumbbells in your hands, you'd be bent over and you raise up to... to mm-hmm. It gets your shoulder blades moving, your scapula. Um, it warms up your, your whole shoulder. So I'll do, you know, band pull-aparts, which are like a rear delt fly. Um, and then I'll put the band around myself and do like basically a, a chest fly or a bench press with it. Mm-hmm. That is activating your chest and your back or your chest and your front delts and your triceps um you know might do some push-ups uh you know just varying things just to get you know the shoulder blades moving um i'll often just hang from a bar and pull my shoulders up and down mm-hmm. to get the shoulder blades yeah. the, the scapula retracting properly another good one uh if you have tendonitis talk about how you take a band you put it up ahead of you and it's almost like you're doing, um, what's that, tricep? Yeah, tricep pushdowns. Pushdowns. And you keep your, uh, your arms very much glued to your body. Mm-hmm. So it's just focusing on your triceps. But that will really warm up yeah. um, the area where you tend to get tendonitis. Yeah. Which you, makes a big difference climbing. I think climbers know that. Yeah. Well, with the amount of tendonitis climbers have, they might know it but not pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing with, you know, light bands um, is we'll do like a lot of high rep sets as far as the warm ups. We'll do face pulls, mm-hmm. tricep push downs. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of these, you know, we're doing like 25 reps a set. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go till you get a bit of a burn in the muscle, right? You're not yeah. super fatigued, but you're getting blood. Yeah. Like if you're getting a burn, you know, that's lactic acid, you're also then going to be getting um, a lot of blood flow to the muscle uh, and, the, and the tendons and the ligaments. Um, and, one of the things you want to work on, uh, and this is sort of something that comes with time as you get fitter, um, you're doing a lot of work in your warm up. Mm-hmm. And because if you do a fair amount of work in your warm up, then when it's uh, when you're working out, you're less likely to ever get injured, right? And the fitter you get, this is something that nobody seems to tell anybody. The fitter you get, the more warm up you need. <laughs> Yeah, but you you can do warm-ups that um, not only are waking up your muscles and activating them, but uh, are a workout themselves. Like you can, you know, especially if you're supersetting, you're going back and forth to different moves. Mm -hmm. Um, You can uh, raise your heart rate. So it's a little bit of conditioning. So, you know, you don't have to think of a warm-up as something like this is a way, you know, this is taking up my time. Think of it as your pre-workout workout. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, I remember we were doing your your warm up, and we're like, "Hey, this is almost like a workout, eh?" Because we were doing monster walks mm-hmm. with the band, and and you know, uh, side monster walks and back, and it's it's you're burning. Yeah, and it, what you'll run into is that it's the combination of all the work, right? Not all the work has to be 100% effort, mm-hmm. right? It's called working out. Some of it's just work. That's also really interesting because until I met you, um, I always thought, because I was super limited in this area of my knowledge, that strength training was always to maximum effort or to failure. You know what I mean? But that's not the case at all. In fact, you approach it from a cycle perspective. Yeah. Well, and uh, <laughs> one of the things you run into with strength training is... There, there's something called um, RPE, or relative perceived exertion. Um, so the way it would work, if you had an RPE of 10, that's everything you can do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's failure. Right? You don't have another rep in you. An RPE of 9 means you still could do, it'd be hard, but you could do one more rep. 
an RP of eight is two more reps, right? Mm-hmm. So what you'll run into is if you do most of your work in the seven to eight range, mm-hmm. um, you will get uh, very close to the same muscle recruitment as if you went to 10, mm-hmm. but you recover from it quicker. So in a given week, you can do more work. So when you say recover that quicker from that quicker, um, you know, the next day, that soreness, you know, effect that you tend to get. Um, would you say when you work at that range, how sore are you the next day or, the d- or two days after? Well, when you first start working out, yeah, um, you're going to be the... Oh, yeah. You're just going to be sore. Yeah. <laughs> like, w- it's a new stimulus. Right. Right. It's three weeks later. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, um, unless I do something new or extra hard, I I don't really get that much sore. Like, I don't have that, oh, God, I can't walk up the stairs kind mm-hmm. of sore very mm-hmm. often. When we do one of those, like, really crazy hard workouts um, with a lot of volume, a lot of, you know, uh, high effort, um, that's the ones where then I'll feel it the next day. Right. Um, but a lot of times it's like, you know, we always are checking in with each other after our workouts, you know. So how, how are you feeling from yesterday? Yeah, and it's and interesting because you, you experience it 24 hours after. Me, it's 48 hours. Yeah. Initially, that's how it was. Yeah. Um, and you run into the thing where, where you don't get nearly as sore now as you did when you first started. That's true. Right? Even when you do have a hard workout, mm-hmm. you know, you'll feel it. But it, it, that delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. But women also tend to handle, I think, we're, we, are, we can handle endurance. Um, well, we're better at endurance than guys. Yeah. But, um, or maybe it's I just don't work hard enough. <laughs> well, uh, it, 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 there, there's probably, yeah. like, from a scientific standpoint, um, women have more slow twitch fibers, which are the endurance fibers. Mm-hmm. So the pluses and minuses to that, generally women will tolerate more volume mm-hmm. um but the difference between the weight you can do 10 reps with mm-hmm. and the weight you can do one isn't that big right because what it is it's like you either get a rep or you fail whereas guys because and this is just generalized across you know the population um, guys tend to have more fast twitch muscle fibers which are the explosive maximum strength fibers um, and less of a percentage of slow twitch. It's not a huge difference, but it's a, a measurable difference. And so uh, you see me, like we're working really hard. I can grind out a last rep. Yeah. Whereas you, it's either you get it or you can't even move it off your chest. Yeah. You know, like if we're doing a, an overhead press. Yeah. Um, you can't get it past your chin. Uh, whereas, you know, I'll get that slow grindy 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 because you're kicking in those little bit of extra fast twitch fibers mm-hmm. um but then f- when i do that then i'll be gacked mm-hmm. right because i've used everything right right um and so it's always one of those things where where men and women from a general standpoint um should train the same if we have the same goal right if your goal is to be stronger um, then, you know, basically weights that are challenging for you, you know, in the three to fa- five rep range, um, as far as for your primary movements, um, are going to elicit, uh, the biggest strength gains 
um, whether you're male or female, right? Um, but then you'll run into the thing where uh, when you get into your accessory work, uh, you know, which you'll tend to do sort of medium to high reps, mm-hmm. um, women will generally excel at that because mm-hmm. of the different fiber cool. makeup. So, all right. So people are listening. They're like, okay, I'm, I'm interested in this topic. I'm here. Where do they start? Well, because this is particularly, uh, you know, the coronavirus thing where everybody can't go to the gym, you can't go to the climbing gym. Um, what we've done, right? It's like we don't have a great home gym, mm-hmm. but we have enough stuff. Yeah. Um, so you've got a few dumbbells. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a five pound, eight pound. 12 and 20. 12 and 20. Um, you got a TRX mm-hmm. and the mount that you can attach it to the door. Yeah. Um, and then you can also put it over a chin-up bar or like a bar at the park. Right. Um, and then our, our new additions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a set of bands. And they're loops. So uh, they're, they're about a four-foot loop, I guess. Yeah. You know? like Or no, they're actually going to be... I, I think they're... Like when they're not stretched, they're about three feet long, like right. the loop is. So you got four of them for yep. about 40 bucks. Yeah. And what is the weight uh, resistance on them? So the bottom, the the least one is like, you know, uh, 20 to 40 pounds or something like that. Uh-huh. And the thickest one is like 120 to 175. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you run into the thing where... Uh, if you're going to do like a home workout or a park workout mm-hmm. um, and maintain your social distance and all that stuff, wipe things down <laughs> before you train or whatever. Um, but you run into the thing where uh, for upper body, um, it's not that hard to get really nasty workouts, right? Obviously, push-ups, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do them anywhere. Uh and as you get stronger, um, one of the things you'll run into. So, well, actually, I'll take it a step back. If you can't do full push-ups on your toes, mm-hmm. then do them on your knees. Right. Um, do them on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a higher angle. Right. And gradually go step lower and lower and lower. Gotcha. Interesting. Right. Okay. Um, because all of that will translate into um, yeah, more resistance. That's hard resistant. for a lot of women. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then, you know, once you're doing regular push-ups on the floor, mm-hmm. then you can put your feet up on the first step. Nice. Right? Which makes it harder. Okay. Um, but then if you've got the bands, you have the band over your back yeah. and in your hands. So when your arms are bent at the bottom, mm-hmm. the band doesn't have a lot of tension on it. Right. But as you push up, it gets harder. Right. Um, Interesting. So, you know, if somebody gets to the point where they can do like a set of 10 push-ups with like the 175 pound band on. Yeah. <laughs> They're just a monster. Yeah. Right. Um, then having something like the TRX or the other thing that we have coming in uh, is gymnastics rings with mm-hmm. straps. Mm-hmm. So all you need is a bar, a tree branch, something to put them over. Yeah. Soccer post. You yeah. know. Um, and now, uh, like, look at the upper body of male gymnasts, right? They're the ones on the rings. Mm-hmm. They're jacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't lift weights, hmm. right? Um, other than their own weight, right? But it's one of those things where where 
if you get to the point where like you know you can pull yourself up like do pull-ups on the rings mm-hmm. your biceps are getting lots of work push-ups on the rings dips on the rings um body rows right mm-hmm. because rowing like everybody's familiar with a chin up or pull up right that's a vertical pull um and then any type of rowing which is basically the weight is in front of you and you're pulling it towards your body mm-hmm. um uh works the back muscles in a different way mm-hmm. right so you want to have rows and overhead pulls or like vertical pulls um and if you think of like you break your your strength training down into movements you've got horizontal pushing which would be like push-ups mm-hmm. you've got vertical pushing mm-hmm. which is overhead presses or handstand push-ups or pike push-ups if you look those up um youtube's still running <laughs> mm-hmm. but pike push-ups are essentially your legs and your upper body are at a 90 degree. So now with your butt up in the air. So now when you're doing a push-up, it's more like an overhead press. Oh, interesting. Right? Another yeah. way to do it. Okay. Um, but if you have the bands, mm-hmm. um, depending on what resistance you go with, stand with, you have to do this unless you get like doubles of all your bands. Yeah. Um, you have to work one arm at a time. But stand in the band with one foot and then press your arm overhead. Boom, overhead press. Um, and rows. Uh, obviously, you can use a TRX or the gymnastics rings. Set the rings or the TRX fairly low. And so you're hanging underneath the rings and you straighten your arms. Mm-hmm. And then you pull basically into your stomach mm-hmm. and back down. That's a row. Um, the other thing you can do, if you've got something fixed, like a post, a railing, put one of the bands around it and grab it, mm-hmm. you know, the loop with your hand, step back till there's some tension on the band and now row it into your body. Yeah. So for people in apartments or condominiums, we know this can be a challenge because you don't have a second level, but you have a stairwell. So consider yep. going in the stairwell and you can do that. And or or, if you, have a, stairs, or yeah. if you have a balcony with a railing, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously the railing's strong enough to not when you lean on it, you don't fall off the balcony. Yeah. It's strong enough for you to attach a band to. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, like a doorknob might work, right? Like people, there, there's plenty of ways to get creative. Um, you know, some other things that I think are really useful that way uh, is face bowls with the bands. Like it, everybody should be doing face bowls. Especially if you're at a desk. You know, because they, they fix the postural problem of sitting at a desk and slouching. Yeah. They strengthen the rotator cuff. They strengthen the rear delts. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these issues that people have, uh, like climbers should be always doing face bowls, right? Because it, it, you know, helps strengthen the shoulder and, res- you know, reduce the chance of getting injured. Uh and, you know, with the bands, there's just a ton of different types of exercises you can do. Same thing with the rings. Um, you know, you can do dips. Uh, and you can get into fancy stuff too, right? Like yeah. actual more gymnasticky things. Right. As you get stronger. All right. So we're, so we're thinking, we're saying that bands are great. They're, they don't take much space. Mm-hmm. They're not expensive. You can do so much with them. Yeah. So let's just break it down a little bit from top to bottom of your body. What are the muscle groups that you want to work? Well, I don't want to work muscle groups. Okay. I want to work movements. Movements. Because okay. if you get better at a movement, the gotcha. muscles have to follow along. 
right? Interesting. So, so just recap those again. I know you talked a bit about that earlier. Yeah. So so it's horizontal pushing, mm-hmm. like a push up. Mm-hmm. It's vertical pushing, like an overhead press with a band or a gotcha. dumbbell, or okay. um, then horizontal pulling, mm-hmm. any type of row, right? And vertical pulling, mm-hmm. um, then uh, anti rotation. Mm-hmm. So it's bracing core work. So planks, one arm planks, uh, pal off press with the bands. Uh, um, so what's a pal off press with a band? Well, you know when the right. one we do with the cable. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it keeps you from rotating. Right. You Look just it do up, it with guys. a. You just yeah. do it with a band. P a l l o f. Because the core. Yeah, that's an amazing one. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody, you know, thinks of, oh, working my abs and fuck your abs. Like train the thing as a unit, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to see what's under there, get lean, mm-hmm. right? Like all the crunches in the world. Won't do it. No. And they're going to cause wear and tear on your spine. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the primary role of all of the abdominal muscles is to brace and protect your spine. So train them in bracing positions, right? Um you know, things like L-sits. What's yeah. that? Uh, you're on parallel bars, put your legs out at 90 degrees and hold oh, them. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, or the rings if you want to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or even just do it with bent knees if you can't do straight legs. Gotcha. Right? You know, there's variations. Um, but lots of bracing work for the core, side planks, front planks, you know, just normal planks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if you're doing planks, because if you can hold a plank um for for longer than 30 seconds mm-hmm. um it's useless you mean and and that's what we've spoken about in our barbells and backpack episode is the idea of progressive overload yeah. as far as determining you know what do you start with and how much do you increase that by each week um we'll get that into that after but that's just a quick point on that yeah so so when it comes to planks slide your elbows further forward mm-hmm. um do planks on a ball, like a, mm-hmm. one of those Swiss exercise balls. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got furniture sliders, they're mm-hmm. great little exercise tools, mm-hmm. right? They're what yeah. you'd use to put under your couch so you don't, you know, it'll slide around the floor so you don't scratch the floor. Um, put your, when you're doing planks, put your feet on those. Mm-hmm. And just rock your arms back and forth. And that will um, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Movements. Yeah. Movements under load. Yeah, yeah. Because, but you've got a brace, yeah. right? And one of the things, if you are doing any type of plank, flex your ass, tuck your pelvis in that hollow position, mm. right? Don't let your back droop, right? You don't want to look like a, a saggy, you know, uh, like your lower back shouldn't be like um, drooping down. Yeah. Right. And so one of the biggest keys is flex your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because yeah. then that will tuck the pelvis under and you'll have more ab engagement. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, we, we're working from top down. Then for the lower body, it's squat, hip hinge, lunge. Right? As far as movements go. Mm-hmm. So hip hinge is bending forward, um, but you're keeping your core braced, right? All right. that stuff we did with the planks, yeah. you brace your core. So now your upper body... You know, your spine is just a rigid lever. Right. So here you're targeting and you're working on your hamstrings and your glutes. And lower back, yeah. Gotcha. Um, Which, by the way, you strengthen your glutes and hamstrings, or mainly your glutes, you will strengthen your lower, like you'll take Yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard to strengthen the glutes without strengthening the hamstrings. Right. Because they work together. Okay. Um, 
you know, but things like, uh, you know, one-legged Romanian deadlifts, you know. Uh, oh, I felt that in my lower back on the one side, yeah. like tremendously. That was what gave out. You were like, how's your uh, hamstring or glute? I'm like, my lower back, man, which is a weakness. Yeah. And it's not, it wasn't your spinal erectors, right? Because when people say lower back, mm-hmm. um, that's the strips of muscle that run on either t- side of your spine. Oh, no. It's like the whole left side that's bracing. So what, what part of it is it? Um, that's your QL or, QL? you know, quadrilumbarum, you know, um, look on an anatomy chart. Gotcha. But it's like the sheet of muscle mm-hmm. that goes from your ribs down to your hip that covers your kidney, essentially. Oh, yeah. Um, Weak as shit. Yeah. Because a lot of times people, it, it gets trained with unilateral or yeah. one-sided training. Yeah. And if you don't do enough one-sided training, yeah. then it doesn't get enough strengthening. Um, because obviously, if, if you let's say take something like a farmer's walk, right? Where you're walking with a heavy load in each hand. Mm-hmm. Well, basically your spine, like all the muscles in the core, mm-hmm. they're balanced because you've got the same weight in each hand. Mm-hmm. But now try to do that same walk with only weight in one hand. It's trying to pull you over. Now you've got a brace, right? All those muscles are working differently. Yeah, for for those of you that are at home and have a little bit more space and maybe some heavy things to carry, farmer's walks are amazing. So say you've got a gallon of paint or whatever, something that you can put maybe some rocks in, um, and you just carry one of those. That is so good for you, for your entire body. Yeah, because everything from your grip all the way down to your feet. Mm -hmm. Great for climbers if you want to maintain your grip. Yeah. Like long distance farmer's walks, you know, great way to build grip endurance. Yeah. So if you've got some gardening or outdoor work, you should be doing <laughs> moving some rocks. Yeah. Good work. Um, then the other, so, so hip hinge, you know, it also teaches you how to lift properly, right? Like a deadlift is a hip hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people hurt their back because they're not bracing their core. That's right. Right. Their back rounds. Um, if you're. Basically, if you brace the core so the the whole spine is moving as one unit, you can lift the world and not hurt yourself. Right. Right. It's when everything becomes fatigued or you you get sloppy. Okay. And now all of a sudden you're pulled in a comprom you're pulling in a compromised position. Yeah. That you get hurt. So a lot of people actually probably don't have access to a barbell to do a no deadlift. no but we, we don't I'm just saying the deadlift is a right right but pick up anything mm-hmm. right. And so we know what we can do with the bands. Yeah. So talk about how to uh, target that muscle group. So the so the easiest thing is you step in the band. Mm-hmm. And I, I do this with a pretty heavy band. But just to work on it, you can use a lighter band. And then I bend down and put it up over my neck so it's on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I brace my abs, flat back. You know, you basically you're doing a banded good morning or a banded Romanian deadlift, whatever you want to call it. I'd say it's more good morning because the weight's on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as you stand up, it gets harder, Mm -hmm. right? As you straighten up. So basically it's pivoting down at the hips and extending your hips. So you're going from knees are soft. You're not squatting down, but your knees are soft. They're not locked. Your butt moves backwards. Uh, You're pivoting at the hip. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're standing back up again. Mm-hmm. Super simple, just sometimes complicated to do. Um, and again, there's a lot of videos on how to, you know, do a proper hip extension. Um, if you've got some kettlebells, kettlebell swings, mm-hmm. you know, super, super effective hip extension. Um, then things like lunges, 
You can do walking lunges. You can do rear stepping lunges. You can do Bulgarian split squats or rear foot elevated split squats, which Mm -hmm. is you've got one foot behind you up on a stair, a stair, a bench, you know, a a couch. (laughs) Um, And you the, the forward leg that's on the ground you just sort of drop straight down. Like you basically think about your hips are just dropping straight down to the ground um, in in a controlled manner. And then you come back up. Mm-hmm. And it stretches the rear leg and strengthens the front leg. Like it all works together. Um, and if you've got any weaknesses, that shows up, right? And one of the things you can do if you want to make them harder is take one of the bands, double o- double it over so you've got a loop, you know, in each hand. Mm-hmm. And then put it the band under your foot of the forward foot. So then when you go down, there's less resistance, but as you come up, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another great way to, uh, you know, progressively overload. You'll end up with great quads, strong ass, <laughs> Um, oh yeah you know yeah and, and it's so for anybody who's got knee issues um strengthening your glute okay so women mm-hmm. who have knee issues it tends to be that our glutes are super weak because of way we're we're or we're structured with our, our hips we tend to be quad dominant for men it's actually the reverse you're already glute dominant your quads are weak so um so that's really important. So going back to back issues, um, for a lot of people, you need to work on your glutes because now we're talking about the back and the hamstrings. And I will say that when I was doing deadlifts, I don't know what was my weight, maybe 190, 205, um, I was encountering all the time very sore back muscles, mm-hmm. like tight, tight, tight. I always trying to like do whatever I could to release that tension as I was doing them in between sets. And then since doing my um, exercises with the band, um, leg raises, et cetera, uh, with the band, uh, glute raises that would strengthen my glutes, I could not believe after maybe two weeks of doing that, three days a week, how much that transitioned or strengthened my muscles, uh, my glutes supported my back, that when I was doing deadlifts at even higher weights, didn't even phase me. Mm any kind of massive tension or soreness on my back that and tiredness that I'm like, oh my God, I, I, that's prevented me from doing more. Mm-hmm. So that was really eye-opening. Um, so again, going back to your weaknesses, you may hate it, uh, you know, be pulling your hair out, but it will do you wonders in transitioning to other types of exercises. So consider doing it. Maybe start off, um, make sure you get your form down right. Watch YouTube videos, right? Probably start off with your body resistance, your body weights before you start using weights, just to get the form right, the the balance, mm-hmm. especially if it's a lot of one-legged yeah. things. Um, you will find that that will do a lot of good before, you know, starting with weights. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing you're going to run into, say, with lower body, like if, if we're taking just a regular squat, um, well, if I'm doing them with just body weight, I can do like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so it's a thing where well, I'll do some high rep ones for essentially conditioning yeah. and warming up, um, and but then my actual leg training is a lot of like now because we don't have access to barbells and everything in a squat rack. Um, a lot of my leg training is either higher reps, so it's gonna you know not build as much maximal strength. Mm-hmm. 
but it's going to build a lot of muscular endurance um, and uh, a lot of one-legged stuff, which I hadn't been doing. Even, you know, I'll yeah. do I'll do some lunges here and there. I'll do yeah. some, you know, whatever. But, you know, now the, the majority of my legs, leg training um, or lower body training is one-legged stuff because, you know, using both legs without added resistance, um, you know, isn't enough load yeah so you're falling all over the place which is yeah yeah like so you know and all these stabilizer muscles it's both training the nervous system just better balance because if you want to balance you have to balance Mm -hmm. um and when you're on one leg right you're not solid like you would with two legs so so now you have uh all these muscles having to fire um so look at sort of what we're going through even if you don't have access to you know your regular gym and all that kind of thing um this is a chance to still make some progress, but fix up a lot of weaknesses. Oh, yeah. The stuff that we never want to do because we want to go do the hard shit. Yeah. Right. You know, it, so it's actually pretty exciting to clean that up. Um, so let's talk about the occlusion bands. Oh, yes. Those are really neat. Yeah. So one of the things you run into uh, is... And this is sort of fun stuff you can get off Amazon. Like, we'll we'll go through the whole list you know, in a minute, uh, you know, to build your Amazon Prime home gym. <laughs> uh, but occlusion bands or blood flow restriction training, um, think of it as almost like a blood pressure cuff. Um, so we have ones that go on the upper arm and the ones that go on the thighs. And they will restrict blood flow. And what studies have found is that higher reps with really low load um, with blood flow restriction will give you the same um, muscle building effect as, you know, weights two or three times as heavy uh, or even more. Um, because if anybody's familiar with sort of like the, the percentage, like the weight you can do for one rep is 100%, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any percentage below that, uh, you know, is just, generally can be done for more reps um and the thing is is that uh with the blood flow restriction you can still make both muscle building and strength building gains um with weights as low as 20 percent well 20 percent normally is nothing mm-hmm. right yeah um you know because think of it if, if you can bench press 100 pounds once now you're bench pressing 20 pounds. So <laughs> question for you. When we do those workouts like that, upper mm-hmm. or lower body, do you actually feel the same tiredness in your muscles that you would with the bands versus, you know, that you would with the actual weight? Do you feel that exertion? Um, you actually feel more because the, the waste products can't get out. Mm. Like that's why it works. Gotcha. Right. That's why okay. you get that massive pump. Yeah. Right. And your arms just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because yeah. the blood gets in, but it can't That's get out. That's interesting. I know on the rows I felt it, mm-hmm. but on some of the other things, I didn't feel it as much as it would be. Like it was hard for me to gauge. Like, well, but did you just go till you couldn't do anymore or close to it? Yeah. I got to get past that mental block, that wall that, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you saw my face when I was training. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it should feel like, you know, it's lightweight, but you're just doing lots of them. You're going slowly. Um, That's the other thing is going slowly and engaging. Yeah. And then not 
um, when you stop, say, if you're doing, I'm just going to use an arm curl as an example. As soon as your arm hits the bottom, start going up again. Yes. Don't rest. That's right. Right. Do cr- everything to make it harder. And hold the dumbbell like you're crushing it. Yeah. Because you're going to get more forearm activation. Yeah. Makes a big difference, actually, those little cues. Yeah. You know. And so basically, when you don't have as much equipment, do everything you can to make it harder. Right. So pause. Like in the hard port, um, pause. You know, let's say you're doing a body weight squat. When you get to the top where you're just standing upright, mm-hmm. don't take a break. Immediately start going again, right? But pause at the bottom. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Maybe come up halfway, then pause again. Um, there's all these little tricks we can do uh, that, you know, slow it down. Pretend you're playing the super slow game. Um, that will provide a lot of... Uh, you know, more muscle stimulation going slower. Um, because if you don't have as heavy of a weight, then we want to find every way we can to make it harder. Like if it's an exercise that at the top, if there's a peak contraction, right? So some think of something like uh, a, uh, whether it's a bicep curl, right? It's harder at the top than it is at the bottom. The bottom, the weight's just hanging there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lateral raise, Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder at the top than it is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything where it's harder at the top than it is at the bottom, hold it there. Or you can pulse. You can do even half reps where you take it to the hardest part. And only come part down. way down. Yeah, exactly, and take it back up. So there's that That actually, if I find that I, it's taking me too many reps to get to exhaustion, then I start doing that. Yeah. Um, so there's all of these ways that with, you know, light weights you know, bands, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can get like these amazing workouts. They're different than what you've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, make your rest periods short. Superset everything. Yep. Right? Like one of the things is to superset like a pushing and a pulling exercise. Yeah. Right? So if you do a set of push-ups and pause at the bottom, mm-hmm. not with your weight on the floor, but just pause. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do as many reps as you're going to do, right? Um, and, you know, you want to aim for, you know, leaving one or two reps in the tank. So you're almost going all the way, but not quite. Gotcha. On your last set, go all the way, mm-hmm. right? To the point where it's like, I can't move. Mm-hmm. Boom, good. Um, then uh, with your, uh, you know, you're doing a pushing exercise, then do a pulling exercise and just alternate them back and forth with no rest. Right. Hey, Winston, um, if people want to reach out to you and get a, a training program, are you doing that? Yeah. If you want to winstonchaosgmail.com. Um, but if there's too many, then I'll say no. Or you'll get a generic program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So another good thing um, is that I know a lot of people have kids, right? Especially now that the schools are closed. I mean, do this with your kids. Mm-hmm. I know that um, I haven't worked out very much with my kids. I know that my my uh, my ex and his girlfriend they work out every morning because my kids tell me about it and they're working out with them. I think it's fantastic. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. I have my kids all this week. Um, they just you know, especially if they're really young and they're at that stage where they just want to hang out with you, <laughs> they want to do what you're doing, and it's it's a very healthy, you know, it's a very healthy lifestyle that you're you're being a role model for with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things you're into too is remember that kids are like dogs. 
And if you don't run them, <laughs> you know, and, and tire them out, they're going to misbehave. It's true. I've got to find ways to tire them out. Yep. Yeah. So uh, hill sprints. Mm. I love that. You know. Yeah. Especially come lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's because I'm working at home. I'm, I live in an apartment. We're sharing the living room. I don't know yet how I'm going to get through this with them. But the deal is, is they need to do, you know, some schoolwork, some reading, no TV time. Right. But you got to reward them and they want to get outdoors. They want to go biking. Mm -hmm. Right. So mix it all up. These are all active things that are really fantastic for your mind, but your health. Yeah. And obviously we've sort of gone over uh, some ideas as far as strength training. So let's go over back to the gear part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So because, you know, we're regularly gym goers, but both of our gyms are climbing gym and our gym gym. Um, we, we call our gym gym, you know, it's just what a normal gym is. Um, and because they're both closed and you already had a tiny bit of stuff, but we've added, so we've got bands because on Amazon, we got a set of four bands of different resistances Mm -hmm. for 40 bucks. Um, then we got a set of gymnastics rings, Mm -hmm. um, which are a fabulous tool, uh, and yeah, I had to get Winston to show me all the exercises on YouTube to, before I decided, yeah, okay, let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, you know, we've got like a hip circle, uh, which is basically a band that's about a two foot loop. So you put your legs through it just above your knees. Mm-hmm. And so if you squat, you got to push against it to open your knees up. Yeah. And it's not, and the band is um, maybe about four inches wide, thick. Yeah. Like, and it's more. N- not thick, but wide. So it's not like a. a it's a, not rubber. It's not a rubber band. It's actually a fabric band. Yeah. Um, and that one's really good for training the glutes. It's amazing. Right. Because that. You do monster walks. and Yeah. Yeah. So lots of things there. Um yeah, so really, you know, the big thing I would say for anybody is just bands. Mm-hmm. Um, a hip circle is great for training the legs. Um, and then either a TRX or gymnastics rings. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you can do, uh, you know, push-ups, dips, um, then uh, pull-ups and rows on the rings... Um, and you know, you can set the rings at any height. So let's say you, you use a, a soccer goalpost, right? I, that to me, that's the most awesome outdoor gym, mm-hmm. right? And we're getting to be that time of year where the weather's getting go outside time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you put the rings over the, the soccer goalpost and then the vertical posts, uh, are perfect. Like to put your bands around, mm-hmm. like you just, um, girthitch them. So now you've got a band that now you can, you know, and you maybe do different ones. So you put it at different heights. So you can do face pulls, you can do rows, turn around and you can do a chest press, kind of like a, a one arm bench press with a band. And the thing with the bands is the further you stretch them, the harder they get. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have these peak contractions and you can play with the angles. Um, and so uh, that combination combined with, uh, you know, say some interval work like um hill sprints because uh, i'm a big fan of those because running uphill Mm -hmm. um has very little impact Mm. um if you have a big sand hill somewhere it's even better right you you run up and then you walk down yeah um and you take and work up to 40 repeats you're a monster Mm -hmm. right you know and it's like intervals once or twice a week 
The rest of the time, it's like just fast walking. So what if I can't sprint because of my knees and maybe some other people in the same boat? So um, then maybe that's where you do it on the bike or what are some other examples? Well, but that's what I mean. Sprint on the bike. Gotcha. Like going as hard as you can for, for 10 seconds. Okay. Um, now, if you've got a problem with the knees there, yeah. Um, then one of, uh, and this is one that you can only do with the people uh, uh, that you're self-quarantined with, mm-hmm. Right. Um, but if somebody else in your household, A, has a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, I know where you're going with this. And B, wants to be in good shape. Yeah. Um, you take your car out to a parking lot. Yeah. Put it in neutral and treat it like a pushing sled. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we usually use the prowler sled in the gym and push yeah. it. Yeah. Well, put your car in neutral and push it. How much would you... I know it's obviously once you get momentum going, how much are you really, I know how much the car weighs, Yeah. but once you get momentum going, like how much do you think that equates to like a prowler sled way that's weighted? Uh, you know, probably like 500 pounds. Pretty significant. Yeah. Okay. Like it takes a bit to get a car moving. Yeah. And keep it moving. Yeah. So even if I had two people doing it, if you want to split that weight, that's a workout. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you if you want it for conditioning, Mm -hmm. do it over like longer distances. Yeah. Right. Like, think about like how many parking lots right now are empty. Empty. You could definitely do that. So you can maintain your social distance. Yeah. And get a great workout in. Yeah. Like, you know, look at the look at the strongmen. You know, pulling trucks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. It it's the same idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And for it can be great conditioning. It's great strength work. Like, um, the other thing is like, if you've got an old tire, uh, you know, just a car tire, um, attach a rope to it mm-hmm. and drag it, drag it around. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just like walk, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if you've got, uh, uh, you know, a sled that you pull your winter camping gear in, mm-hmm. um, you might already have a shoulder harness or a waist harness. Yeah. Well, now you take it off of your sled and you just clip it to the rope and just drag a tire around. Yeah. If you don't have a weighted vest, but you've got a backpack and you've got weights, wrap them up in a blanket and put it in your backpack. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Or jugs of water. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there's a bunch of different ways. Like Because Hmm. I'm a big proponent of your cardio should be either brutally hard intervals Mm -hmm. or it should be moderate. It should be steady state. You know, yes, your heart rate is up. Yeah. Um, you know, sixty-five to seventy-five percent. You can uh, still have a conversation, but you are puffing a little bit. Yeah, you're breathing heavier. Um, how long would you start at? Oh, half an hour. Half like hour. Like it depends if you've been doing it or not. So if you haven't been doing it, start at a half hour. Just go for a half hour walk, like at a brisk pace. How many days a week? Um, five. Yeah. And then three to five, uh, and then uh, add five minutes each week. Yeah. Yeah. And then once uh, to it, your time. Yeah, and once you're up to an hour. You know, there is some benefits going over that, mm-hmm. um, but the more you go, the diminishing returns, Yeah. right? It's not like it's bad for you. It's just for every 10 minutes you add, you're not getting 10 minutes more fitness, if you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, and in terms of weight loss, uh, what some people are doing is, uh, or there's a couple things. So you wake up in the morning, what's incredibly effective is to have a coffee, uh, anything or caffeine, anything that releases, it'll release your fat cells and um, it'll allow you to burn them in a fasted state. So as long as you have your heart rate up, um, 
you know, at that state that we're talking about for conditioning, it's not anaerobic, it's aerobic for no more than, um, no more than 45 minutes. Because after that, you'll start to burn, break down your muscle. Yeah. So but it, again, it's not like it's magically your muscles fall off at 46 minutes. Right. So, you know, I just say keep it under an hour. Yeah. But the idea is that it's a, it's a great way to uh, burn some fat more effectively. And it's, it's always these things. It's not like a miracle cure, but it nudges you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, if you're, you know, doing your strength work, um, your conditioning, if there's something you do that requires a skill, practice your skill, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, like as a, as a climber, we're not able to do that right now. Um, whether indoors or outside. But then you run into the thing where, say, a lot of the one-legged things, mm-hmm. right, um, definitely will help a hiker, right? Because what is hiking? It's one-legged movements yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Um, and w- say something like the gymnastics rings, all of the stability, mm-hmm. right, because they keep moving on you, uh, will have a big carryover to climbing, right? So even if you're not able to work on that skill, working on you know those ring skills because even just getting on the rings like you set them at hip height mm-hmm. um so they're pretty low yeah um and you barely get your feet off the ground you're and just, you're just trying not to fall over yeah like that will get everything engaged yeah you don't have to be up in the air yeah and hoisting yourself up yeah yeah like literally your toes are just off the ground yeah um and chin-ups actually you can use the bands yeah yeah, if you put the bands around the chin-up bar, mm-hmm. um, then put your feet in it. Like if you're not strong enough to do chin-ups. Yeah, it'll uh, give you a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, or you can do it the other way around. Once you're really strong, mm-hmm. um, you can, uh, if you've got some weight that you can put the band around, then you attach the band around your waist. That's right. And then you make it harder. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the bands are versatile. Mm-hmm. Um and that's sort of that, that big thing of like, don't think that, you know, whatever you've been training for, um, or if you haven't been able to train because you don't have time, uh, you you've know. You've got the time. Yeah. Like, because you know what? Let's face it. If you're at work in an office, retail, whatever you're doing, you know, the, the ability for you to start doing some push-ups and doing something <laughs> isn't exactly, you know socially uh it's kind of awkward but at home there's no excuse why you can't you know take a break yeah it's like a it, very healthy break well and if you if you think of it this way say if you are working from home um set a timer yeah right so it just beeps every 15 minutes yeah yeah somebody was saying 25 minutes every 25 minutes we call them power 25 minutes and um do you know do you break up your tasks that way um and then take up timer a put sorry what we're going to say about breaks how often would you suggest i, I say like you know it, it, it in a sense it doesn't matter whether you do 15 minutes 25 minutes mm-hmm. but if you're doing the more frequent ones it's just let's say you're not very good at push-ups mm-hmm. right so every 15 minutes do three to five push-ups mm-hmm. think about how many push-ups you've gotten during the day yeah i will attest to this because um there was at our yoga studio a few years back a competition. You think yoga competition seems a little ironic, but yeah, it was a competition. I won it, um, <laughs> which they had to put some rules on after. But basically, what it was, if you whoever did the most yoga classes got a free annual membership. Well, 
before this competition, I couldn't do the chaturanga, which is a yoga push-up in all, for all intents purposes, right? I couldn't hold my weight and bring it down uh, and not push up, but just bring it down in a controlled movement without flopping to the ground. After one week of going every day and doing easy classes or some, some a little bit more challenging, but doing that many um, chaturangas um, and not just on your knees, but on your toes, right? Like a plank, I could do them. It's amazing how what you just said, consistency, and it doesn't have to be hard, but just doing it every day, you mm-hmm. will get strong. Yeah. It, it, it's a shout out to Pavel Tatsalin. Um, he's like the Russian fellow who brought kettlebells to North America. Okay. Um, he, he terms it greasing the groove. Um, it, it's the neurological part, mm. right? You're pra- you're basically, strength is a skill. So you need to practice that skill regularly. Mm-hmm. Like the, the perfect example is that um, mm. if somebody held a gun to your head and then said in a month, um, you have to squat 100 pounds more than you can squat today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or, or I'll blow your head off. Mm-hmm. How often do you think you'd squat each week? Oh God, yeah. As often as you could. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So now, obviously, I wouldn't recommend, you know, doing everything every day. Right. You know, but that that idea of a little more frequency. Yeah. More practice. Yeah. Right? You never play, like, say, with hockey. Right? You never get any good at it if you only did it once a week. Yeah. Um, It's the same thing with with physical training. Like, if Mm -hmm. there's there's something, like, say you can't do pull-ups. Right. Well, work on them every day. It doesn't have to be all the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but um, like if you want to increase your pull ups, one of the simplest ways, like especially if you've got a pull up bar or something you can do pull ups on mm-hmm. at home. Is do two reps every hour. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's say you can do five reps right now. Mm-hmm. Well, doing two isn't that hard. Yeah. But you do them every hour. Yeah. Every every hour, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, now you've done a massive amount mm-hmm. and you do a few weeks of that and you'll do 10 reps. Like, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, there, cool. there's a bunch of little things you can do that way. So, you know, if you if there's some things you suck at, right, you know you suck at them, like, and they're not something that requires any big equipment or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We'll just start doing it all the time, right? Like set a timer, you know, say it's push-ups. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say, you know, basically you can just barely get, you know, 10 pushups. Yeah. Do three. Yeah. I'm excited about that one because I have seen my improvement. And now that I have more time yeah. to focus on this, it'll be interesting to see when we see each other again. Yeah. Where we're at. We should almost benchmark all this shit, you know, more or less. So remember, Amazon is your friend for, for some fitness gear. Yeah. Like my, my recommendation, if you get occlusion bands... Because you don't need as much weight, right? Um, and they're pretty cheap. Uh, then the resistance bands, uh, you know, of, of different resistances. Um, a TRX or in my, I would recommend gymnastics rings. Um, then, you know, if you want to add a couple kettlebells, uh, if you know how to use them, like I'm a big fan of like kettlebell swings and cleans and snatches, um, that combination right there, mm-hmm. uh, you can become like a super athlete. I really like the weighted vest. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I really like that for increasing your cardio. Yeah. Like adding some more resistance. Well, and then think if you've got the, the weighted vest. Uh-huh. Well, now all of a sudden you can do weighted pull-ups, weighted chin-ups, or weighted push-ups. Yeah. Where when you're doing body weight squats, yeah. and now all of a sudden you're 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. And so the way the weighted vest goes, and there's two kinds. Um, I think there's the ones with the sand. That's that's what I have because it really fits your body nicely. Mm-hmm. Versus the ones with what 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 is it they put Me- in? Little metal plates. Yeah, yeah. That's a very hard, especially on a woman with her chest. Like it doesn't feel as good. Um, and you can take them out like they're, you can add weight. Mine goes up to 40 pounds. So right now, because it's been a long while and my knees, um, funny sometimes I've started at 25 pounds or 20 pounds and I've been easily increasing them just because I know I'm in better shape. So I keep adding and adding, um, I work it up. So yeah. let's, should we t- move on to recovery a little bit? Um, you know, how often should we work out to allow for recovery? Well, so, it, and I'm only going to say this as beginners because like I'm training six days a week, twice a day. Right. So I wouldn't recommend that to anybody who's just starting out. Right. So starting out. Yeah. Uh, so somebody starting out, um, if you strength train full body three times a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and then basically, and the, and the workouts can be really simple. Pick a push exercise, Right. A pull exercise, uh, a core exercise, um, and then two of the three, like a squat, a lunge, or a hip hinge. Perfect. Um, and that works your whole body. And then it's just, if you happen to have, on day one, if you picked a vertical pushing exercise, on day two, push a, a horizontal pushing exercise, and the same thing with the pulling. Um, and then if you've got bands, I would always finish it off with like four sets of face pulls um, to, to add some extra pulling for the upper back and, and strengthen the rotator cuff and okay. shoulder health. So just three days a week, you know, three sets, make it burn. Yeah, I think something that's kind of, well, maybe not really to recovery, but um, is nutrition. Nutrition's important. So especially if you're losing weight... Um, you want to make sure that because it's hard to gain muscle and strength when you're also at a caloric deficit. Unless you're a newbie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because basically everything's new. So um, it really they get the gains. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, but for others that are, you know, already fit, they've been working out, but they're stepping it up a notch. Protein. Um, so what I do is I have. I'm, I'm, I'm operating in a fasted state at 7 p.m. To, to noon. The next day, I don't eat. When I do have my lunch and dinner, I have um, a protein shake first. So I'm adding more protein to my diet. And I found that really effective, I think, to supporting my strength and mass building and weight loss. Yeah, because you're, you're basically anything you can do. Because when you're losing weight, um, you're losing fat. And oftentimes muscle and your performance will decrease when you're losing weight. Um, so the, one of the big keys is having adequate protein intake. So your body uh, spares muscle and predominantly burns fat, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you don't want to crash diet. Mm-hmm. You just want to slow and steady when you're losing fat. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously if you lose fat and muscle, uh, then you end, you end yeah. up lighter. But... 
because muscle is much more metabolically active, what you want to have is more muscle and less fat. You'll burn more calories doing nothing, mm-hmm. right? And when you do stuff, you know, you'll burn more calories. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I find intermittent fasting, which basically just means you eat in a compressed window each day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different ways to do it, read up on it. But we just do roughly like a seven or eight hour window each day. Yeah. Um, the rest of the time we don't eat. Yeah. Lots of fluids. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Life's, it it's simplifies your life a little bit. Well, it's all, it all, especially during the holidays. I remembered uh, more recently around Christmas um, helped me from gaining weight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was really quite useful from that regard. I think another point um, now kind of transitioning more into the, the recovery aside from um, how often you work out and giving your body rest. Sleep's really important. Um, sometimes you still run into injuries. There's a great YouTube um, called Smash Works. Smash W-E-R-X. Uh, search him out. It's a physiotherapist. I forget his name. Trevor. Trevor. Not bad on the eyes. And um, he's astounding. He's just amazing. I've gone, I've had shoulder impingements, plantar fasciitis. I've had a frozen shoulder. Um, yeah, all these things. And uh, through his methods of basically self care, self care, active tissue release um, that you can do to yourself. Um, I've been able to fix these issues immediately mm-hmm. within 24 hours. Yeah. Whereas I had gone to a physiotherapist for ultrasound, all sorts of active, you know, deep massage, not the same. Although I will say, shout out to John at um, uh, True Nature Therapy. Uh, but John will have on the episode sometime. He does fantastic active release and it's 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 a kind of deep tissue massage whether you you get it done by somebody else or to yourself that hurts if if it hurts when you're working the muscle and you're moving your limb to really get that benefit of releasing the tension in that muscle if it hurts and you're sweating and you're screaming you're doing it right generally um to basically tenderize it yeah and what it what's interesting is what it's doing is just resetting the nervous system Hmm. um you know the idea of because there's been some studies on it recently, the idea that it's actually breaking up scar tissue turns out to not be true. It's just, it's actually, the vast majority of it's the nervous system uh, resetting and, and relaxing. Yeah, I also found that the um, the therapy of, um, what is that called when they stick needles in you? Acupuncture. Acupuncture where they attach the uh, wires to for electrical impulses directly into your muscles. Or to your muscles. Yeah, it's just deep tissue electromuscle stimulation. Yeah, that too will relax your muscle. I found great benefit from that as yeah. well. Um, but you probably don't have that. I'm just saying that as an aside. Um, it works really well because I found that when my knees were feeling really tired and throbbing and inflamed, it was always to do with the fact that the muscles supporting my knees, my quads, my calves, everything attaching to it, was if you tight. touch it and you're screaming, was tight. Um, and so having you, Winston, helping me out or me doing some techniques just to, you know, with the Tim Tam or even my hands or a rolling pin. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, and, and some things that you can put together, like get three lacrosse balls. Um, I say three cause take two of them and with electrical tape, tape them together to make a peanut. Uh, and then the, the third one is just loose. You get some tight spots, just lie down on the floor, mm-hmm. slightly roll over, get it under your ass. Right, mm-hmm. find those tender spots and, and just around. roll around on the ball. 
um, the pair that are taped together, put it down on the floor and lie down with it on either side of your spine. You're, you're sort of rocking, working your way up and down the, mm-hmm. up and down the vertebrae or the spine, um, getting that upper thoracic mobility back, mm-hmm. right? Which is the ability for the upper spine, um, the part between your neck, the cervical, yeah. and the lumbar, which yeah. is your lower back, getting them to move properly. Like getting, you know, it's almost like getting your ribs to move. Um, and that basically helps fix a lot of postural issues, getting that mobility there and then tons of face pulls. Anybody that's got that shitty slouch forward posture, it opens you up. Yeah. Um, and so if you're somebody who works in an office all the time, right, but now you're at home, well, take those little breaks and work on your back, right? When you go back to work, like when this is over, mm-hmm. people are going to go, wow, you look so much more confident, right? Because <laughs> we know good posture. And thinner. Yeah, you're yeah. thinner, great, co- you know, it's like... You may not have lost any weight or did anything, but fixing your posture, yeah. Yeah, makes you sure. less, like, less dumpy. It does. Um, and yeah. so then when you go back to work and your coworkers are like, wow, like, you know, they don't even know maybe exactly what it is, but now it's like you ooze this confidence. Yeah, you look strong. Yeah, you just own the room and yeah. now you're getting that promotion. <laughs> yeah. We only require 5%. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I found to uh, in my home office one thing that um, if you can get is one of those uh, um, stand up desks. Stand up, well, a stand up desk or even a contraption. I'd be curious as to how much this one costs, but it it actually is placed on top of your desk, so it acts as a monitor stand. But it it's quite large. You can put your keyboard in and and you can raise it up and down, and I love it. Like I think I stood for two hours the other day. I needed to, so it was great. Yeah, like anytime you can work standing up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the balls? Like sitting on them? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. People just slouch oh, and on when the you're balls. S- by the way, when you're standing at a working uh, stand-up desk, make sure you got your shoes on. Yeah. Uh, either that or a foam, like a very thick foam pad under yeah like an anti-fatigue mat yeah. if you've I got if, if you've got hard floors i prefer my shoes because it's got my orthotics in it yeah. so um yeah like and really what we're what we're trying to get across here um is uh a focus on something other than the world's ending mm-hmm. number one number two you do have time now right like i realize that a lot of people are stressed and and you know obviously it's hard to focus on but it's like look at it as sort of the the glass half full rather than half empty. Oh, totally. Right? Um, that you can train. Yeah, um, honestly, I was excited to start working from home because of that. Because I knew there would be these pockets of time. And you don't have to put pants on. Exactly. <laughs> Just from, you know, the waist up yep. for those conference calls. You know, it's got the, you know, the button up. It's like, you know. Yeah, like that's the way I'm looking at this. It's like, uh, I could be sort of, you know, all upset because obviously I'm getting less hours at work because we're not working as much and uh, what have you. Like, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, and there's uncertainty and all these things. Um, but I look at it, it's like I'm taking this as an opportunity of like, oh, okay, I don't have to set an alarm, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not at work till noon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to set an alarm. I can get an ass load of training in, like conditioning work in the morning. I can strength train in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, once I'm done work, uh, you're not going out to eat. That's true. Right? We're eating better. Yeah. So your 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 food, you know, and I'm not eating crappy stuff because I'm only, don't go to the grocery store hungry, 
mm-hmm. and you'll just buy healthier food. Yeah. Right. And and you you know yeah you can probably get some things delivered, but um, you know I'm not eating shitty food. So it, uh, to me everything's lined up. To, well, this is the perfect opportunity to sort of you know almost have a training camp. Oh, totally. And it's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing. And then you know if you can you know reframe how you look at it. Like everything in life has its downfalls, but it also has its opportunities. Oh, so right? much growth here. Yeah, yeah, and it's up to you on whether you seize those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how I'm seizing this one. Totally. You know, we're calling it Operation Jacked and Pasty. Because <laughs> uh, Mark Bell of Super Training down in California, you know, he's got the whole big jacked and tanned. Uh, but uh, both of us are kind of pale with our shirts off. So we're just going to be jacked and pasty. So like, basically, like we, we said in the last episode, uh, we would love if you would uh, uh, give us some feedback, you know, what you're doing for fitness. Totally, we'll share it with others. Um, and then uh, go on, you know, iTunes or any of the other places that you can rate the podcast mm-hmm. uh, and leave a comment. Cause, share our podcast. Yeah, because all those things like uh, the iTunes um, reviews help move us up in the ratings. The good reviews do. So please only leave good ones. Mm-hmm. Quietly send us direct messages, you know, that nobody will know about if you hate us um <laughs> and yeah um you can find us on facebook instagram um instagram every week well at facebook look for our trek tip tuesdays um you know it's our little weekly little tips we're putting out mm-hmm. and then uh go to our website livewildradio.com you'll see some articles uh about this and various fitnessy things you know gives you something to do because you're home you got nothing better to do there you go so until next time i'm Catherine. i'm winston work hard uh and play dirty but after you play dirty disinfect it and wash your hands <laughs>